Hey, welcome back to the infamous podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl, baby. Baby. Uh, wow, that was loud. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 306. Uh, and we're calling this one PlayStation so Showcase Resurrections. So if you can uh, glean, if you don't have to be told what we're going to talk about today, we will show you what we're going to talk about today. Anyway, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Yeah, yesterday was a pretty big day. Yeah, right. For, I mean, you had the Matrix Resurrections trailer, PlayStation yeah. Showcase. Yeah. And my nephew turned 21. Oh. Yeah. It's like, man. You, you old. I'm young. I look young. Doesn't matter the age. <laughs> or or as, a, as a, our air intrepid uh, adventure said. It's not. Is it? It's not the the years. It's the mileage. Something like that. But uh, and you know the whole it don't crack thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, it's funny. I I love when people look at my license or, or every now and then I have to show it for something. And they're like, Wow, that that did happen when I was in Nashville for a bachelor <laughs> party a couple of years ago. Yeah. They were like somebody like one of the like it was at the liquor store. I think it was. Yeah, she said because it was this um, other black guy there, and she was like, "Yep, black don't crack." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, so yeah, so we're talking Matrix Resurrections, uh, Matrix Resurrections. I'm sorry, words are hard. The PlayStation Showcase from this year. We're gonna review the episode four of Heels, which um, spoiler was the best episode yet. Uh, but before all of that, we are going to get into some. Uh, some AEW, some wrestling. AEW, AEW. It's a. Uh, do the fans do that? Yeah, they say AEW actually. Oh, okay. AEW, AEW. Uh, all right. So yeah, so AEW All Elite Wrestling is a, uh, you know, the relative new kid on the block. They've been around for a couple years. Uh, the reason we're talking about this is because Daryl and his girl came up. And he and his girl and me and my wife, we watched the the all-out pay-per-view on Sunday, and it was a blast. Uh, but then they were in Cincinnati on Wednesday, so what is today? Today's the 10th, so on Wednesday the 8th, and uh, my wife and I went, and we were on the floor, so we thought we would talk about it a little bit. So what did you think of the pay-per-view? Pay-per-view was a lot of fun. Uh, as I said, the... Steel Cage tag team match. When I saw that, that was like one. That was actually, and again, I'm talking. I'm not going to say it, that I've ever seen or anything like that. But I'd say in the last 15 years, that was one of the best matches I've seen. Now I know the last five years I haven't watched much wrestling, but right. WWE can't can't get to can't they they're not on that level right well, now. WWE um, doesn't do tag team wrestling like. Yeah, well, you did say that. They, yeah. they, so I mean, yeah. they have a couple tag teams, and they actually have some good tag teams. They just don't let the guys do what tag teams are supposed to do. But the big problem is, uh, <clears throat> they like to just throw random single wrestlers together and be like, "Okay, you're a tag team now," and it, it's not mm -hmm. it's not the same thing. Whereas, like with AEW, this the steel cage match that that you're talking about was the Young Bucks, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, and the Lucha Bros. Uh, pentagon and ray phoenix uh and the young bucks are the best tag team in the world hands down and ray phoenix and pentagon are 
1A. <laughs> it, that, I mean, again, wh- like when I told you I watched the, was it, did they wrestle? No, it was the Lucha Bros against, was it Jurassic Express? Jurassic Express, the, yeah, yeah, on the Friday. And Monday. I was telling, yeah, and I was like, I was not quite impressed. It looked like everything was stunted and disjointed, and you, you made a good point. You're like, a lot of it's because, you know, uh, Luchasaurus is so big. And right. and again, for a guy that's 270, he moves great. Well, I mean, so but Luchasaurus he, is fast, he's graceful, and he's athletic. But the Lucha Bros are Lucha Libre, and that's their right. style. Yeah. And Jungle Boy keeps up no issue. And, you know, Jungle Boy, um, you know, is uh, Jack Perry, Luke Perry's kid. Is is Which it's crazy. He's like, you know, he here's the beauty is like AEW's got like four guys in their early twenties who are gonna be homegrown talent that are gonna be the guys who who push the company over the edge to be mainstream. Like not just like, hey, we compete with WWE, like WWE competes with us now. Mm-hmm. But and, oh, I mean, I know you said the twenties, but even Adam Cole's only thirty two. Yeah. So but we'll get to Adam Cole. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, baby. baby. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. That was the match of the night, 100%. I think All Out was one of the better pay per views I've seen in the last <sighs> 10 years, you know? And in AEW, so AEW usually puts on much better weekly episodic television than they do their pay per views. Their pay per views are always good. Don't get me wrong. But like, they definitely like, Give the cow away for free, um, <laughs> but but this time, like you know, there there were great matches, and then they uh, they had the the surprises at the end with you know Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, formerly Daniel Bryan, and well, he was Daniel Bryan in WWE, but he's been Brian Danielson to me the whole time, uh, showing up at the end of the pay per view. Yeah. Which again, the, I, I I loved your reaction because it was funny. I told Jess, it's like, yeah, I saw. I looked over at you at one point, and you were like, you were resting your eyes, uh, and then you opened your eyes, and then you saw. Then the Brian Cole's music came out, and yeah, I we, think oh, you caught your yeah, you we, caught yourself before you yelled. Yeah, well, because I didn't want to wake <laughs> Alien Alien yeah. Angel up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, Adam Cole is great. I love him. He's one of my. He's you know, he's a top ten guy for me. Um, but again, he's thirty two. He's been on the indies for a long time. He's he was only on NXT for four years, but like you know, he did like New Japan. He did you know, he's wrestled all over the world. He he's amazing. And then having Brian Danielson show up is like, there's so many dream matches now that we get to see with these two guys being in AEW. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's. I didn't even realize he left WWE again. That's how much I've, I've tried over the last. His I, contract again, expired, and nine days after his contract expired, he showed up at AEW. That's so they are on it. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't have any kind of non compete clause because of that, so he was able to just show up. Oh, got it. Because normally they have like. A 30 or 90 day, depending on if they're NXT or main roster guys. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's interesting. He didn't so, have one. So, well, I mean, he, his contract <clears throat> expired. He wasn't like cut, cut loose or anything like that. He actually, his, uh, okay. his contract actually expired um, back in July. And 
they did a short-term thing to get through SummerSlam weekend so he could finish out the program. He was working with Kyle O'Reilly in NXT, who was, they were stable mates in the, um, oh shoot, it just <laughs> slipped out of my head. Um, oh man, I'm going to hate myself. Uh, anyway, but they were, they were stable mates and, uh, yeah, I know their song. It's shock the system, but, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> so they were stable mates. <laughs> And so it was really important to him to finish that out. But like he was he was part of the like the bullet club in New Japan. He's part of the elite with with Kenny and, and the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. So I mean it just makes sense. He's he's like romantically involved with Britt Baker, who's the women's champion for, for AEW, and all of his friends are there. So it's like why wouldn't you go work with your friends? Yeah. A new G Generation X. That's what they kind of remind me of a little bit. Kind of. I mean, yeah, a little. There, there's some of that there. Um, but then, so when 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 Angel and I went to the show on Wednesday, I like I've been to a lot of wrestling shows. Like I, I I've been to more indie wrestling shows over the last few years than you know WWE. But this was the most efficiently run, like live taping like live event that I've been to because the first part of the show they taped for um AEW Dark which is their YouTube wrestling show that they put on on Mondays and Tuesdays then we were live for Dynamite and then they recorded um so we're recording this on Friday the 10th so tonight's AEW Rampage so we got to essentially see three shows for the price of one which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. And, I mean, it was and, yeah. and like, you know, like with WWE, like they'll stop. Like when there's a commercial sometimes, like the wrestling won't necessarily stop, but if it's like if it's something in between, they just stop and it's like everything shuts down and you're you're waiting. And like they kind of like Justin Roberts like kept the crowd engaged and like, you know, they were talking to the crowd and, and like when Tony Schiavone came down and to do some interviews. Like he was talking to people in the crowd, and and they did just a really good job, like keeping everyone like up so that they could like cheer and be loud and you know uh, sing you along see... and <laughs> to everybody's music. <laughs> yeah, did you see the backstage interviews that they had? Yeah, they put did they show up. any of those yeah. on the screen. Yeah, okay. those are up on the screen when that stuff's going on. So that's what I thought, and I just want to. But uh, sure yeah, about the other thing um, is on the on the women's side is Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot from uh, the Riot Squad in WWE. She showed up, and I love her. And she was like grossly misused, and um, the fact that I got to watch her wrestle in a singles and a tag match between Dynamite and Rampage, and I got to see her win twice, made me really happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be watching Rampage tonight. Uh yeah, so the Andrade El Idolo and the pack <laughs> match is just sick at how great it is. All right. But cool. uh no, but I will say like if you're even just a casual fan of wrestling, like I highly recommend checking out um AW for for a couple weeks and if it comes to your town, I 10 out of 10 recommend going to the show. But if you're like a lapsed fan, it takes like all the good stuff from Nitro, all of the good stuff from like the the Attitude Era, um, Ruthless Aggression Era in WWE, kind of like when it was 
going from being like really kind of R-rated to more family friendly. Um, they they do a nice balance of that. So like they they satiate the <laughs> the bloodlust in the older fans. But like I would have zero issues like bringing a kid. Actually, there were there were two little kids sitting right by us. And they were hilarious. They were dancing. They were singing along. They knew everything. They were. They had their favorites. Um, it was really cool. Well, yeah, I sent you the picture of one of my coworkers brought yeah. three, three of her kids. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but I know I, yeah, was, I, was in, I was in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, because we were we were in row four, and my buddy Juan was in yeah. the in the front row, and like you know, so he was on TV all night. So to your point about you know, if you're a laps fan of wrestling, because I've tried over the last few years to watch WWE and I just, it's just, uh, it's like one of the things. And, and I really was thinking about this today, watching dynamite. It's like the wrestlers are actually having fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, and again, I, you know, the first match it was, you know, Dustin Rhodes against Malachi black. I was about yes. to say Alistair black. Yeah. And, just watching and I, I love his gimmick now like how you know they turn out the lights and then he's somewhere else that's pretty cool uh but it's just like the wrestlers are having fun and the oh, yeah. fans are so much like you were saying how the fans are into it singing song singing the wrestler songs you know used and doing the chants like you still got it yep. all this stuff like just just i bet you like it would have been it would have been goosebump city watching it and listening to that as you were on wednesday Oh, and dude, I'm, the I'm whole all in. Time. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm all in for AC AEW right now. Nice. I, like, I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, so. I've been getting the figures for a while. Um, I bought we we pre we ordered the CM Punk shirts after the pay per view, uh, or after he showed up on on Rampage two weeks ago, and then like I bought an AEW shirt at the at the event on Wednesday. But yeah, it's just it's a blast. I, it's it's great. It's fun. Like I've I've never not been a wrestling fan, but the majority of my um, ingesting of WWE is typically through watching um, what culture or wrestle talk, mm-hmm. just to get their breakdowns of the shows because they're unwatchable. Because like NXT used to be appointment viewing for me, where every Wednesday I would turn it on, and you know then it just got bad. So and now they're they're doing a retool with Triple H at the helm. Of, well, no, Triple H is out. It's that. Vince and Bruce Pritchard. So all three shows, uh, Raw, oh. SmackDown, and NXT, are just going to be the same with big lumbering dudes who are, <sighs> to quote Biggie Langston, they're big boys slapping beef. You know, forget work rate, <laughs> just big men, big slapping. You know, so yeah. <laughs> It's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think WWE, like, it's funny because they, they, they've never been a company that, like, will even refer to anybody else um, as their existence. But yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it, it's well worth it. And, and like I said, if you can go see it live, even better because I think, one, seeing wrestling live is a completely different experience than watching on TV. And two, mm-hmm. like, being in the crowd with everybody is just it's an it's an awesome experience. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm I'm just it's just so much fun. Like you said, it's just it, it doesn't feel it feels genuine and from the heart. 
it mm-hmm. feels like wrestling should be. It's like yeah. it feels like everybody involved, not just the fans, obviously the fans, but not just the, you know the performers, but everybody, every aspect of AEW people care they care oh yeah it's not about you know how much money can we make in the sense yeah obviously anything you do something like that you want to make money that's full stop but when you're wanting to create a product for the fans or for your consumers first and you want that quality for and quality first and Mm -hmm. we talk about this with other things you know you know the whole field of dreams if you build it he will come if you make a quality product we are going to buy it Absolutely. And that's why AEW is successful because they're like, okay, what do people want? What do they love? Let's give that to them. Everything else will come. WWE is the other way. They're, you know, square peg, round hole. Yeah. We're going to make you like this type of wrestling. Well, they're going to make you, you like who they want you to like. That's the other right. thing. And, and it's not organic. No, not at all. And, and you know, the other thing is AEW doesn't have a giant writing staff. The wrestlers write their own promos. They, you know, they're they're just largely responsible for their characters, and you know, Tony Khan is the the owner of the company. Um, you know, his family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. They own a uh, European soccer team. You know, they've got more more money than than you know you could ever need in a thousand lifetimes. And you know, he he wanted to do this, and he wanted to do it the right way, and he is. And that is that is that's commendable, and you know not only do you have a good product, but you have the right type of mentality behind that product, which again, help makes it good. That like just those two things, you know, hand in hand, just it shows for me. Yeah. And that's why I'm starting to get excited about watching wrestling now. Sweet. Welcome. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome back. (laughs) It's Um, been a long road, but I'm back. Well, speaking of being back in resurrections, um, so I did not realize the Matrix and the John Wick uh, franchises were merging with this fourth Matrix movie. <laughs> I when I the first when I first saw when we you know was it Monday or Tuesday where Tuesday. they did the teaser yeah and I was like wait a minute John Wick is in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> so I I had somebody uh, texting me like complaining that like I wish he didn't look like John Matrix or John Matrix John Wick and uh, John Matrix is black and white sports uh, great sports yeah. YouTube channel <laughs> check them out but uh, anyway no they they're like I he I, I don't want him to look like John Wick it's like well and I sent him a picture of what he looked like in Bill and Ted Face the Music it's like this is your other option <laughs> <laughs> I love that he looks yeah, like Snape it's, it's... so like you know he. he 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 either needs to cut the hair off and but like I mean but like you know as you get older your face gets a little wider and droopier and you know I mean he's, yeah. he's mid 50s so he's not a young man and you know the beard works for him so all right well, oh absolutely like, it does. I kind of yeah. wish he would have cut the hair like didn't have the long <laughs> hair that he's had for the the last couple years just to kind of be that more clean cut you know Thomas Anderson but but yeah, yeah. now people are going to now people are really going to take off with that these movies, there's a crossover. We knew something was up with John Wick. Yeah. That's John Wick and the mate. I, uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy, like, here's the thing. If this movie sucks, we have an amazing trailer just to go back and watch over and over again. Right. Uh, and <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, I won't talk about it on here because in part, because 
you know, I, I, I skimmed over it, but I did read kind of like a, a rumored uh, leak of this of of the plot of the movie, not the whole thing, but just kind of like the plot. Uh, and some of it, some of it actually sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, and again, watching this trailer, I, I'm curious. I, the curious thing for me is how are they going to not only you know pay homage to the original trilogy, despite mm-hmm. my dislike for the two and three, especially three, but I don't I want to say revamp it because again we've seen all this stuff how are you going to make it where it, it makes it interesting mm-hmm. uh other than having Keanu Reeves in it yeah or, I don't know uh, I mean like it, I don't it, know it's very much uh like re refinding the one if you will from the from the trailer but I do like how the 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 red and the blue pill essentially they're fighting and you know Neil Patrick Harris is, you know the the therapist talking to Tom Thomas, uh, and he's got the blue framed glasses on. And then later on, you see the you know who's very obviously the Oracle, and she's got red framed glasses on. Yeah, I, I do like stuff. Little I mean, things it's like, like that. the little things like that, like um, you know Carrie Ann Moss being back. Um, but I think I think this girl with the blue hair that we see running around thing. the movie. Yeah, or in the trailer, I think she's is that Jessica Henwick. Uh, she has like oh, the shaved side. Yeah, so I think yeah. she's going to be important. Um, and then the the younger black gentleman is like I I, I read a rumor saying that it's Morpheus's son, uh, from uh, Morpheus and Jada Pickett's character. So who knows? Yeah, I, but yeah, yeah, it, it's. There are a lot, and again, when you're dealing with something like the Matrix, you have—I won't say—not uh, an easy out, but you have room where there's reasoning for why these characters are back despite them being dead, or why this character. Well, I think we got a who big, could be Morpheus. Yeah, I mean, we got a big piece uh, about that with son. Jonathan Goff being in the very last scene, like we're back in the Matrix. So yeah. But uh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm interested in it. I will be going to see that, and it's it did say it's uh it's both so it in released, theater and Max. Um, but it, it on said December on 22nd. Max, and I don't know if you saw it. It said for the, the ad free version, which I didn't even know there was an yeah ad free and a there's a there's a there's a version of the ads. You're okay. We have the ad free version. <laughs> okay, I was about to complain. You you to the you, manager. You, you, you're gonna complain <laughs> to the guy who's giving you HBO free for years. Um, yeah. No, you, you know like, my Brian, thought. This will not do. Dude, this will I, not do. I, I still have YouTube Premium. That's how much I hate ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I didn't do the Disney Plus bundle until they said, okay, now you can do it with the Hulu ad free. Oh yeah, I forgot that. The, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hulu ad free now is oh, it's it's yeah Hulu ad free, yeah. ad free is the best. So uh, it's just Lana Wachowski who's directing this. Um, it's not the the other Who's, one. I, I was about no. to say, what is the other one's name? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Uh, I I know their dead names, but obviously we can't say those because uh, that is. What uh, do you mean there? Well, they've been. I know Lana Wachowski was. They both. Are. I forgot. I don't. They've both oh, transitioned to female. So. Oh, um, I did not even know that. I knew Lana did. But... Yeah. So anyway. Oh, okay. But uh, so Lana is the one that's directing this. Uh, also wrote with David Mitchell and Alexander Hemmen. Um, but I I tell you what I did like, 
is I liked that it didn't look like the Matrix. I liked that it did not have that green hue to everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw some people complaining about that. I'm like, well, no, this gives me hope that it's like a different, like it's a, an entirely different matrix. And like with Jonathan Goff showing up, I can only assume, like I said, that he's the architect. And like, I think the computer, the robots, whatever, the machines have figured out a more perfect matrix. And they're, they're letting the one run its course and they're trying to course correct it so it doesn't break the whole system again because the first time around or the last time out in the you know in the third movie neo shut it all down yeah so, so yeah i'm 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 looking forward to this i think you know the i'm not super stoked for it but it's one of those that the closer it gets you know maybe once you know december rolls around like Oh, we have 20 days before the Matrix comes out. Yeah. So I mean, the that's, original, that's I, yeah, the original Matrix is hands down one of the best science fiction movies of all time. Oh, absolutely. And if it's not for the two lackluster sequels, there is no doubt that there's a conversation that the Matrix, the original Matrix, is the greatest science fiction movie of all time. It, it was, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah. it's that, it's that good. In 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 the things that the Wachowskis brought to cinema with the technology and the way they told the story and the story that they told, you know, it just it it really like changed. Like nineteen ninety nine was, in my opinion, the best year of movies that we've been alive. What else? What was? Oh, you had like Fight Club. You had, I mean, it was. Oh, Fight Club was, yeah. Dude, ni- 1999 was like off the, the as the kids said at some point in modern times, it was off the chain. <laughs> I don't think off they say the that chain. now. Okay, so it had, we had The Matrix. We had uh, She's All That, For Love of the Game, Cruel Intentions, The 13th Floor, which was a Matrix ripoff, Girl Interrupted, 10 Things I Hate About You, Varsity Blues, Bicentennial Man, The Insider, October Sky, Blast from the Past, Thirteenth Warrior, Green Mile, American Beauty, uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, The Thomas Crown Affair, The Haunting, Fight Club, like I said, Never Been Kissed, The Boondock Saints, The Virgin Suicides, The Mummy, Big Daddy, Eyes Wide Shut, American Pie. <gasps> you know, okay. I mean, it just goes on. Jawbreaker, The Bone Collector, Man on the Moon, Sleepy Hollow, Magnolia. Mystery Men, Stir of Echoes, House on Haunted Hill, Any Given okay. Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a murderer's row of movies. And I, I a lot of those I actually saw in theaters, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was at the theater multiple times a weekend in 1999. Yeah. So, oh, and yeah. let's not forget a little film called Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's, so. that was a, man, that was a hardcore year for for movies now i'm not saying this is the best year of movies of all time but is the best year of movies in my life like in the time i've been alive the 43 years i've been on the planet yeah that was impressive (sighs) that was a lot i lost my breath yeah (laughs) (laughs) anywho but uh yeah so you know it's just one of those things where i i like i like the differences 
I, you know, I'm, I'm excited that Carrie Ann Moss is back. I'm excited that Keanu is back. And I want to see what, what they do. I get the impression that Neil Patrick Harris is not in this movie very long. I don't know. So. I, yeah, I, I, I can't make any judgments about that. I'm just, again, I, there's, it's one of those movies that opens itself to speculation, right. which it, it's always fun for that, that those type of movies that open themselves and, and shows that you can do this speculation thing, which it's, that's just like part of the fun, especially leading up or directly after it. It's, I don't know if this is, is this going to be, if you know, I, cause I haven't read much about this at all. So I don't know if this is supposed to be a standalone with the potential or I, I, I do not know. I, I like, like the first matrix. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to go in and be surprised because the original matrix, the whole ad campaign leading up to the movie was you can't, we can't tell you what the matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Yeah. And that was it. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, let's move on to uh, some video games here. Yeah, this was man. So they had a lot that they announced um, video game wise coming out. But we're going to focus on Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, God of War, Ragnarok, and uh, KOTOR. If you will. <laughs> so, um, which one do you want to start? With? I mean, let's start. Just start off with Spider-Man Two. Oh man, yeah. So, first of all, with Spider-Man Two, though, Spider-Man is such a great game. Just the first one. I haven't played Miles Morales. That I, I actually might get that if I can get catch it on sale because that's one of those that's like PS Five, and yeah. I think if you get that, you can you can get that with the upgraded version of Spider-Man. Oh. which I don't know if I'm going to go there yet because again, I, I got a hundred percent. No, I got like, I think 99, 91%. I think I was missing one trophy or something along those lines, not counting the DLC. Yeah. But this one starts off with, you know, the voice and right away I'm like, dude, that's Craven. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, you know, I'm, he almost sounds like a Spartan in the sense of, you know, I'm looking for someone who is, who can match me, who can beat me. Who can give me and, a glorious death. Yeah. And you see Spider-Man and he has this little iron spider suit. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. Even though I don't, uh, uh, he has the, you know, he has the legs in the yeah. back. Then you see Miles Morales. They're doing a the tag team. Yep. And it's like, will will one of you be the challenge for me? Yep. And then how the camera pans into the alley, into the darkness. And you hear that familiar voice like, yes. Yeah. And even before it says, like, right there, you're like, okay, that's Venom. And then it's like, we will. So this game is, I'm now, now it is scheduled for 2023. That's it. It just said 2023. All of the, I think everything that we're talking about is 2023. Oh no! Uh, God of War is coming next year. Oh, okay. Uh, Wolverine, there was no date on it. That Wolverine was just like a forty-five second teaser, just to say, "Hey, 
we're doing this. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, uh, I, Knights of the Old Republic probably is 2023, at least 2023. Well, so, all right. So, so Spider-Man two, like, I think it's one that we both definitely want to check out. I, at some point, I'm going to have to get a PS five, like the rest of us. If I want to play these games though. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, uh, one, some of the people that I was watching their reactions to this and would say 2023, they were like, oh, that's great because by then most people have PlayStation 5. Hopefully, if there's not still like a maybe. chip shortage. But yeah. <laughs> no, that 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 was a really good um, teaser. The Spider-Man. And the Wolverine one was interesting too with the, um, with the whole, you know, just kind of the guy being mean to him. And then the pop and the claw, and like really, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that one was just more like an announcement, and it was kind of similar to uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You just have the voiceover, and it's like we're facing the most dangerous set in centuries, and then you have the flash of the lightsaber, and you see Darth Revan, right? And then it just says remake. Um, well, so okay, and that's and how we they can go. The we can go case. more into uh, Kotor. Yeah. So again, I never played Kodor. I played what was the game I played? I had on my like old laptop back in like oh six. It was a uh, one of it was actually one of the game like old Republic games. Yeah. But so this game is interesting because this is and, and again we were talking about this, you know, when you know earlier today. This is a full on remake. Right. It is not a remaster, it is a remake. And they which said, on the surface, yeah. I, I, well, let me preface it, but on the surface, that's not a bad thing. No, on the surface, but we'll get more into that. And I say that's not a bad thing is because I, one of my favorite RPGs, it, it got me into really the RPG next generation for the PlayStation was Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was that game it had four discs, like in the you know the original PlayStation. Right, it was great. And then we get the announcement last year. Was it last year or the year before last? 2019, 2020. Uh, I think it was 2020. It came out, yeah, March of last year because it got pushed back. That was a remake from, you know, that wasn't not a remaster. That was a remake from, you know, mm-hmm. top down. Yeah. And it showed they, and again, it was great. And they kept almost everything. They changed things here or there, like from a graphical standpoint, some of the care, but for the most part, it was a, it was a faithful remake, so mm-hmm. that's why I said on the surface, though using the word remake is not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to gaming, right? Except when it is, and this is might be one of those cases where I'm I'm a little bit nervous, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, because I told you, I'm like, I'm not going to worry about, I can't worry about it now. This is like way down the road, and again, <laughs> we'll keep up with this over the next year and a half when you know we get more information, but right. There is someone that is well. No, a let's. Part of the I mean, I team. think we just call it out. Sam Mags is is right. Okay, I couldn't remember her name, and <laughs> that's you why know, I said that she is. Uh, she, I'm sorry, she's an online troll. Like she's just she's a former Mary Sue writer. She's an activist, and you know she's she's writing this, and and she doesn't even really. She's not a fan of Star Wars. She's very anti male, um, and you know she says. Uh, you know they're they're gonna take some of the the more problematic things out of the game now. Having only seen the cutscenes because I've never had an Xbox and I've never been a PC gamer, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but typically, when when people like her 
start talking like that, I, uh, you know, when it says here, uh, or well, this was uh, Sid, uh, what was it? What's his name? Treadwell, the, uh, the, the lead producer. When he says, uh, he says, we've been, wor- oh, wait, uh, oh yeah, we've been working really closely with Asper for a long time to deconstruct what made Kotor so great and bring that back to new deal. Oh, wait, no, I'm oh, sorry, went down too far. Uh, our goal, uh, our goals on this are to bring the story to a modern audience, Revan's going to be a girl, and have it just be impactful today as to players when it originally launched. Revan's going to be a girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, but I mean, this, this person, this Sam Mags, like, she tweeted out, like, I get to work on a bio. After all these years, I get to work on a Bioware game. It's like, you know, that's just kind of a dick move for people who, like, were fans of this. Like, I did not know who this person was before today. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, like, looking at, at some of her tweets. And, and if you guys want to, go look up Data Racer on Twitter. And he's got everything put together. But, I mean, there's lots of talk of patriarchy, lots of talk of, you know, uh, I don't like Star Wars fans. Lots of talk of uh, KOTOR is not my favorite game. I don't like it. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's like, why? You, you interview people for a job, right? You should check their yeah. social media. And if you're not checking their social media, you should not be allowed to be the person who's making the hiring decisions. Yeah. And, and what I said, look, let's face it, in the video game, industry there are a lot of people that have this type of ideology the difference and this, and this is what i kind of separated out because i mentioned the director of last of the god of war mm-hmm. 2018 god of war which was an amazing game and we'll talk more about ragnarok some of the stuff he said online is pretty much re- reprehensible for me and, and just the type of ideology he follows Corey barlock right. but this is the thing and, and again, you, you can say what you want. It, it's just annoying when people live by that. However, I will say in, in playing that God of War game, what they did, it wasn't like a Last of Us 2 where they put their ideology in it. And it was pretty much faithful for the most part to Norse mythology, great gameplay, a great story about a father and son. And that, and despite his political leanings or what have you or ideology he made a great game yeah and he and 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 what i told you i was like you know he might have i might not agree with what all the stuff he says but he has talent whereas and that's what i asked you about um what was her name again uh Uh, mags yeah sam Sam mags i didn't i I have no idea who that is so when you have someone that doesn't have the talent and doesn't have the resume and has that same ideology, what they're going to do, like you say, with bad writers, bad writers introduce themselves and, you know, superimpose themselves in their story to the level that is, is, uh, is laughably obvious. Right. We've seen this multiple times in comic books. I mean, it's all, I mean, it's, it's all comics right now for the most part. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what, even the good that, writers you're a do bad, it. You know, I mean, like it, Tom Taylor did it in the last third of the most recent issue of Nightwing. Yeah. So, you know, it's but so that's my concern. Like, I don't care yeah. what your politics are. Make at a all, cool product. Make something I want to buy. Like, yeah, 
make make like celebrate me for once for 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 being a fan of this. So I want to give you my money. Yeah, and like again, this is the I, thing. I, like I think I think these people don't really they don't know where money comes from, <laughs> and they they don't they don't understand how things work. That like you have to have people who like this stuff who will go see it. Like CM Liu, uh, Simu Liu. How do you say it? Did I say it right the second time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does not understand this concept. Like he keeps like running his mouth, and Shang Chi is probably never going to show in China because you know he didn't like. Honestly, I, I I agree with him for for the stuff he said about China. Like I'm I'm definitely not pro you know communism, but at the same time, it's like he ran his mouth here. And cost it money. And like everybody made a big deal about Shang-Chi making $70 million over Labor Day weekend, which is great. Congratulations. You made $16 million more than they thought you were going to make. But <laughs> it's the third worst Marvel opening of all time. Yeah. And if you adjust for inflation, it's the second worst. So <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it might actually be the worst. I don't know. But I mean. It, but, I think it was second worst. Yeah. But, but still, it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like. You know, like we'll see if the if the movie has legs, which I I don't know if it does. I I don't I don't know any. I mean, people I talked to liked it. You liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know anyone who's like I'm going to see it again this weekend or again this week. No, I know no one. Even my, yeah, even my friend, uh, one of the ones who loved it. Like I don't. I think he he said he'd see it again. Like when it comes on digital. Yeah. When it hits. So when it hits the plus. Yes. So again, it's about. Like we were talking with AEW, what does the consumer want? I, I go back to God of War real quick. Yeah, you know, uh, Barlog's pro politics or not, his stuff, whether he stuff he said annoyed me or not, I will give somebody credit. I don't care if I don't like you. If you create something that is fantastic, I will give you the credit. I don't like LeBron James. I don't like what he stands for. I will absolutely give that that guy credit as being one of the best basketball players in history. Yeah, he is a great player. One of the top twenty players of all time. So, I I don't I don't I can separate the sense of like Simu uh, Simu Liu. One of the th I told you that I had trouble at first watching this movie and not seeing some of the stuff he said, but on its face, I thought he did a a very good job. I won't say great. I think yeah. that's used too much. He's, he did a very good job at bringing Shang-Chi to life. And if it wasn't for some of the stuff he said and continues to say, I should say, right. it's not like he said this stuff eight months ago or two or four years ago. If it right. was like that, I don't care. Right. He said this stuff recently. Like as of like this week, he's been still saying. Stuff. Yeah. Without if he if he didn't open his mouth and bump his gums like he did. I would be excited to see what he does in the future of the MC. Yeah. Well, I like, honestly he went would. After, because I like, he went after all the YouTube channels that we watch. Yeah. <laughs> and right. it's like, you know what? Like, you 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 won the weekend against Free Guy and I forget what the other movie was. That's how little competition you had. You were on like 4,700 screens and it was a captive audience. Like, college yeah. football started. The NFL has not started yet, which is why it was the weekend it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like you, <laughs> you're celebrating mediocrity this way by trolling people who you know were, were critical of you. Yeah, and here's and, the thing: is yeah. every single one of those channels, they were like, the "Movie is fine." Like no one, none of yeah. them have bashed the no, movie 
after seeing Yeah, I was going to say none of yeah, none of them like wrongfully just said this movie is trash and the way and you could see that they were saying it just because they didn't like what he said. No, nobody did that. And even before that, they were like, look, I don't know if this movie is going to be good or not. Uh, we'll see. And they admitted that, hey, this movie was entertaining. It was fun. But again, a lot of these people can't take criticism. Um, kind of going back to just, I'm not going to go over the games necessarily, but in one of the things I just said is we want good stuff. We want stuff that as an escape. Right. Whether that be wrestling, whether yeah. that be movies, TV, and video games, this is an escape. Right. And some of the things that we saw in the in the showcase, it look and again, just based on some of the trails, just based on some of the interviews, it looks like a lot of these creators mm -hmm. in this space, at least in this showcase, are giving video game fans what they want. You had mm -hmm. Horizon Forbidden West, Gran Turismo Seven. Grand Theft Auto Five for the PS Five. Yeah, you know you had the, uh, the some of the remakes they have like Alan Wake and Uncharted oh, yeah. and Lost Legacy is getting a PS Five. The Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which actually reminded me a lot of um, I Hate Fairyland. Oh, okay, it had that because it's it's from Borderlands and Borderlands is that crazy type, just is cel shaded animation. It's just a crazy type of humor. They're doing actually the movie Kate Blanchett and. Um, Kevin Hart and a bunch of other people are in the movie, oh, but cool. uh, but you have stuff like that, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is actually a month and a half away. Mm -hmm. You have all these games that it looks like they're focused on what games should be focused on. Fun, not a message, just fun. And sure, there might be messages here and there. I don't care about that. I just care about: Are you going to give me a good product? Are you going to give me what I want? Basically, cool. yeah. And that's what it looks like. And even if we want to transition to God of War Ragnarok, I am super excited about that. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, yeah, I mean, tons of great stuff coming from PlayStation. Tons of it. Yeah. And, uh, and again, like God of War, I don't think... God of War Ragnarok, I do not believe it's going to be a PS5 exclusive Okay. Um, now the, the, it is now the ones they were, and again the are the ones we're you know we're talking about like you know God of War, Wolverine, Spider Man Two, Gran Turismo. Those are are all PlayStation exclusives. Horizon Forbidden West. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they're going to be PlayStation Five exclusives. Okay. That was, and I know God of War is not because it's God of War and Horizon. I know they are. Okay. Because they're coming out early next year. Well. Horizon's coming out in February. It was supposed to come out uh, in October or November, but they pushed it back a little bit. But I, something coming out in 2023 or 2020, like 2023 and after, that's when you're going to start seeing more PlayStation 5 exclusives. That gives the developers more of a chance, and they yeah. don't have to kind of put more – they don't have to downgrade some of the stuff that they would use right? You know, for it to work properly on the PS4. So – kind of sucks but again that happens with every every generation of games so i mean that's happened with P ps2 ps3 ps4 that that's always happened so it's just it's just what it is but i mean it looks real i mean god of war from 2018 looked just brilliant on the ps4 so yeah. oh yeah i didn't have any even if it looked the same i wouldn't have any problems with that mm -hmm. as long but i like how they're introducing new gameplay 
you saw some of the things you saw, you saw, uh, well, you didn't see, you just saw his hammer and his side. You saw Thor who was being played by, what is his name? Ryan plays oh. Opie in oh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Ryan uh, heard something like that. Yeah. Ryan Hurt. Yeah. Cause he played in that, that show outsiders on WGN as well. Yeah. Uh, he was also Gary right. Bertier. Let's you know, yeah. give, give credit. Of like, course. Strong side, left yeah. side. Yeah. So I, I mean, I had a lot of fun watching these trailers and I, I watched the whole thing. There are a couple other games on there that it's like, there was one game that really looked like a Nintendo game and it was like Chia or something like that. It looked like an Island game. It had those like cute little graphics. Yeah. Uh, it could be cool. It could be cool. But like the games that we're talking about, and then there was another one, Project E, which that looks great. I don't know if you ever played like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry. It has that type of frenetic game play pacing, and it just looks insane. Okay, that's all. And that was there was no release date on it. Yeah, that could, that's probably another game that's coming out in late twenty two, early twenty three. So, cool. cool, cool. Yeah, no, good stuff. Good stuff coming from PlayStation. All right, let's uh, let's close it out with some wrestling. <laughs> Yep. Started it off we're, with wrestling. We're, we're, we're ending we're, it with wrestling. We're bookending this with wrestling. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Heels season one, episode four. Uh, it's called Cutting Promos, directed again this week by Jessica Lowry, same as last week, but this time written by Daria or Daria, sorry, uh, Politan. Um, and it says here, after House Fire, Jack and his fan, uh, after a house fire forces Jack and his family to move in with Carolyn Ace, his mom, uh, the two brothers put their differences aside and put their heads together to generate a DWL promo to further grow the league's fan base. This was my favorite episode of the season. I know I said that last week, but this this was a great episode. And the fact There's again, no wrestling that like, but see, I like this. This is what Friday. I, I did. Yeah. This is what shows like Friday. Like. <clears throat> Like Friday Night Lights did this really well, and Thirty Rock did this really well. Where like, you know, Thirty Rock was about a comedy show. Obviously, Friday Night Lights was about a football team, but like they did not always have like the comedy show or football in every episode. And honestly, in in Thirty Rock, they really only showed like the last punchline <laughs> of the last joke <laughs> of like the episode, so you didn't have to like write a whole another show. But I, I, I like this, and I like the fact that they did, like, the the way they did the promo and everything. Um, uh, Ace still baffles me as a character. I felt like he took, like, two steps forward and then a step back at the end of the episode, by the end of the episode. Yeah. I, I, there was a, like, this was a huge episode for him. For most of the episode, in in a positive direction, I mean. And again, this might be that example of a guy, because again, in life, when we're you know trying to kick a habit or something, or we're trying to become a better person, we don't just take all those steps straight ahead and not backslide every now right, and then. Right. That happens. And like, and I think that's yeah. He took a he took several steps forward, but then something happens where he just completely steps back and. Yeah, it's. I figured the step back was well. Let's talk about some of the good stuff that happened with him, as he like as he and Jack are trying to work their way through that. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like a little bit of the distrust and 
some of the anger, you know, that repressed anger that they both still feel. Well, I think not just to, about each other. You have to jump but... back to the dinner before you get yes. to them on the couch, right? So, right. like, Thomas is like, so there's a fire in Thomas's bedroom at Jack and Stacy's house, and Jack puts it out, but they have to go stay with, you know, his mom for for a few days. And they they have this opening dinner, and Thomas is supposed to say grace, um, and he's like thankful for everybody, and then he closes out by thankful that he's he's thankful that his grandfather is in heaven, and Jack and Ace's mom is like, no, he's burning in hell, honey, <laughs> and like she just won't she won't give it up at all, and uh, like God, she's the worst, like. She's, she's the biggest. So, yeah. She's the biggest heel on the show. Yeah. Um. And and that has nothing to do with the actress. I think the actress is doing a great job making you not like this character. Um. But Jack and Ace are both like, no, no, you can't. Don't talk to him about this. He doesn't understand this. Like, you have to stop. And you know, Jack and Jack gets up, and Stacy and Thomas get up, and then Ace is sitting there, and and she's like. You know, are you gonna eat? And he's like, I lost, uh, I lost my appetite at my dad's burning flesh. <laughs> and yeah, you know, then he goes down and has that moment with Jack, with Jack on the couch where they're talking about doing a promo, and and Jack's like, I cut a promo at the Rock today, <laughs> which I wish they would have <laughs> shown. I wish he would have pulled his phone out and showed him. Um. That would have been really I, – I think that would have been funny because Ace would have could have made fun of him and then, like, you know, they could still get to where they got. Um, but they eventually put their heads together, which I thought was really great because Jack hands him the pin, the pad and pin. And Ace is like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I love it because he goes, prepare to be amazed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that, that was great. And then – and then Ace had another moment later on in the episode with Thomas where he was just like, Hey, he's not, grandpa's not, your grandpa's not in hell. He's, he's nowhere. He's just not here, you know? And, and he explained to him about, you know, how people kind of react to, to this grief. And, and, and I thought, you know, probably not the best like religious advice but he was like look you just like just know he's not anywhere and and if someone says you know he's in heaven just nod and you know i don't i thought i thought it was a really good way to help the little guy deal with and deal with the concept i honestly i love the idea of what he said when he was like but then uh thomas was like doesn't nodding mean you know you're saying yes Mm -hmm. and he's like well sometimes it's a way out of a conversation yeah and in this age People are so fast to want to rebut what somebody says. You don't always have to go there. And again, it's the whole idea of pick your battles. And that kind of like, that's what he was saying. It's like, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, you, you know how the, the smile and wave, you can smile and nod. Yeah. It, that, that means you're acknowledging what that person says. You don't always have to interpose it with what you believe. Right. You can sometimes you can just step away and just say, okay. It, I mean, because it, there are times where you know that no matter what you say, nothing's going to, nothing's going to go forward. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's what Ace was saying. He had another good conversation with his mother, um, toward the end where he told her, he's like, you stopped smiling long before dad did what he did or something along those lines. And he, he mentions like, maybe if you find what made you happy in the first place, then you can start moving on or it, I know, but it's something yeah. along those lines of finding something in herself, finding what makes you happy, and mm-hmm. 
that's actually kind of interesting because that's what Stacy's trying to do. Yep. Yeah, she stay, doesn't want to be that stay home. She mom does not anymore. want to turn into Carol. And like I thought right. that was I thought again, I think I think Stacy and and particularly Allison Luff, like she's so strong on this show. Like she she carries that part of the Spade family on her back. And it was yeah, it was like when she was wanting to get a job and, and I like I don't know. I, I don't understand the mindset of a guy who's like, I don't want you to work. I'd rather mm. struggle and have money problems. And it's like, but if she works, you won't have money problems. You can focus on what you're focusing on with less stress. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there isn't a major error of, uh, air of stubbornness in Jack that in some ways with, especially with ACE, allowing ACE to write the promo, listening to what ACE's ideas it, it seems like he's loosening up in that regard. And while he still doesn't like Stacy working, he kind of does the smiling mm. thing we're talking about in yep. the sense of, I want you to be happy. Yeah. Uh, and, and you could tell he stills not, is not on board with it, but, and, and again, part of that, a lot of, well, not part of that. A lot of that comes from what Carol probably raised in him because, and then Carol was telling Stacy, you know, any, uh, you know, raising kids is a full-time job and yeah. anyone who tells you, you is not, you know, don't believe them. They're lying. Cause I know I'm right. Well, <laughs> which if, is, yeah. And her saying like, if, if your kids aren't your most important thing, you're not a good mom. Like I thought that was, that was, that's such a short-sighted thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, no. And then, you know, the other, so like, you know, the other B story this week again was crystal in this time with Bobby Penn and, uh, I, like I, one, I really enjoyed the scene where she was given the haircuts. Um, yeah, and uh, Rooster comes in. He's like, "Yeah, I really like doing it to this song." And they were like, "What about you, Crystal?" And she's like, "I like to use my own rhythm." <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it was just a great like one of the guys thing. Um, yeah, and then Bobby's like, "Hey, can you stop by my trailer?" And everyone's like, "Oh, he's like he's gonna try and get with her or whatever." And he's like, "I need help. I need your help." And she does such a good job of walking that, like, friend zoning him and, you mm -hmm. know, mentoring him. Because he's like, everyone here respects you. Everyone likes your ideas. And, you know, like, he sees in her what I think you and I and hopefully the rest of the people watching this see in her as she's, like, yeah, she's a strength at that company and she's not getting to use it yet. But uh, right. I, I I did like the idea of Bobby or I said Billy I said Bobby eighty five, um the throwback yeah. <laughs> I did like that idea with yeah. the with the the fur coat and everything but like at the end of the day like the best characters are the ones that are just the amplified version of yourself and I hate the fact that I had to quote the Rock, um, <laughs> but but you know I mean like I liked their I liked their friendship I liked how Crystal was like you know hey we can't really go out because you know, Jack wants us to portray, you know, kayfabe when we're in public and, and all of that. And that's when uh, Ace had showed up to Crystal's and he was going to apologize to her. Mm -hmm. And instead of going over and like to his, his friend and his girlfriend or whatever she is to him and like joining in, he keys Bobby's car. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dude, like, why? Why did you have to do that? 
Yeah. And my concern in this, and then you see him, you know, he hooks up with the, uh, Oh, the, the, you know, the, the yeah. bartender or whatever that like from the, the other yeah. bar he went to earlier yeah. on. He's the bad guy. Yeah. My concern with, and again, you could tell he was, despite him doing that, he felt bad about that. Yes. Uh, even though like, I don't, I don't, I still don't get the, like their relationship is kind of like, like his, his relationship with crystal is they're, they're, I don't know. I don't know. But my concern with all of this, and I hope they don't go down this route, is that he purposefully hurts Bobby. Yeah. Because I could see them doing that. I can see that happening. And okay, okay, like breaking his nose, you know, hurt is one thing, but you know, blowing his knee out or something like that, right. that's a totally different thing. Yeah, so like, I'm concerned I don't that want they're in Bobby's career. You know, yeah, and and I'm I'm concerned that again we talk about shows not having restraint. I hope they have the restraint not to do that. Yes, mm-hmm. maybe have him rough Bobby up to a point he doesn't need to do, but like just bloody nose or something like that. Okay, maybe like a, you know cracked rib at the don't do something like where you blow this guy's knee out or end his career. Don't do that because that would that would set him all the way back at zero. And right. he's come in the last couple episodes, he's come a long way, yeah. not just from seeing how he reacts with his, his brother, but also his nephew, the, how he talked with Thomas right. or, you know, how he's with the guys with the promo and everything, how he talked to his mother about, you know, a- identifying that, look, she still has a lot of anger and she's still in a way very lost despite it being, it's, I think they said uh, his year, what, uh, their father's year anniversary is coming mm-hmm. up. Well, they don't call it anniversary like she said. Right. But I would just hate to see them do that to him, to this character. Yeah. No, because he's right. come a long way. And because he still has a lot of, let's be honest, he still has a lot of trauma because he tells her, he's like, I still hear the gunshot, especially when it's mm-hmm. quiet. That's why I can't, I have to have music to sleep. Right. That That's like that that's one of the first real signs of how he's still not dealing with what went on right. and how he's not been able to deal with it because I'm, I mean, that would be a horrible thing to find mm-hmm. horrible. And it didn't help what Jack said last episode or episode before last. Right. So I just don't want to see him backslide all the way at back to zero. Yep. I want him to have fun being the heel and then become a better yeah. person because of it, you know? Right. And I did like Jack advice. You can't take this home with you, yeah. which, and, and then he acknowledged, which in, in the case of everything going on, it's easier said than done. Right. Cause you know, Jack definitely takes it home with him. And I think that's part of the reason he's uh, as wild Bill would say a little prick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of wild Bill. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that was a great segue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild Bill. Wow. <laughs> we, we, we got to see wild, wild bills, wild bill. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting and was not asking for that, and I could have done without it. Yeah. Um. So we got to see what happened on the plane from the videos that they were they were watching last week, and uh, yeah, he just kind of the 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 episode opens on him with uh, or not opens, but the we we when we meet him in the episode, sorry. He's at the whatever northern wrestling promotion at the corporate headquarters, and they're they're introducing the ugliest new belt I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, that's terrible. Um, and and you know, so they they go on, and uh, 
yeah, it's uh, he he's he's drunk. He's on the plane. He drank a lot. I mean, those were little little JDs, but like little Jack Daniels, but like he drank a lot of them. And uh, he calls his bosses the C word. Um, yeah, both C words. Yeah, both C words. Yes, that was a great. That was great. Um, with 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 Willie's daughter. Um, but yeah, he just kind of he he. he he messes up. He ends up back in Duffy with Willie. Uh, he's pretty horrible to her and her husband. And despite uh, them keep like you know giving him a place to stay. Yeah, and I I really I really liked the scene where like Willie started to kick the shit out of him, and while Bill went to punch her, and she just stood there. Like, I I feel like we learned so much more about her in this episode to understand why she's the way she is. And mm-hmm. she's also fearless, which is really, really cool to see because she's just kind of been in the background. Yeah. And, you know, like we didn't know she was married and had a daughter. And, you know, and actually, I kind of liked her husband, especially, I mean, yeah. especially at the end. But uh, I mean, the whole time he was just, he's just a nice guy. I, I think that's the right. That's the thing that's kind of missing from the show is other than Bobby. Nobody else is like nice. Yeah. And I think, and again, we were talking about Crystal. That was one of the things I think she saw as like, this is a really good guy. This is the type of guy that I deserve. And even though not necessarily being with Bill Bobby, Mm -hmm. but just that type of person that that's a good person. See, I Um, I, I think we're going to get a bit of a heel term for Crystal based on the previews for next week. Oh, Um, I didn't see the preview. Yeah. So like while, while Bill is getting in her ear. And, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things, but yeah, he, uh, <laughs> I, I thought Bill was great. And then the, the, you know, Willie's trying to get Jack to talk to wild Bill and Jack doesn't want anything to do with him. And then, uh, at the end, Jack goes to the hotel where wild Bill is and he sees him and he's drinking and he's just like. Jack, Jack, I felt like Jack didn't want to kick him while he was down. Exactly. That's what, exactly what it was because we've all, you know, seen some of these stories, like the story with Jake the Snake Roberts and all these, like not to, all these entertainers, not just wrestling, but people that get hooked on drugs or, and, you know, lose their money and mm-hmm. just lose their fame and just, man, it was sad to see. Yeah. Uh, a guy like Wild Bill and like that, I mean, he was, that was, I mean, taking not taking away, you know, what we saw on the plane, but that was he was at his most vulnerable there. And that's what Jack saw. And that's why Jack said, you know what? No, I this is just going to only make things worse for him. And that's why he stepped away. And then Jack tried to catch. You know, that lightning of his old persona mm-hmm. on top of the motel yeah. and just yelling at oh, the Bill. top of his yeah, lungs. Well, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was trying to wake everybody up and everything. All right. So I think the last thing, let's talk about the actual promo, which they shot like in the middle of the episode. We're kind of jumping around. Um I would love to see a commercial like that on TV for wrestling. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, that reminded me of some of the stuff they used to do with WWE with well, Stone Cold and well, Vince yeah. McMahon. And like the old Slim Jim commercials and like the toys and yeah. things like that. <laughs> but yeah, so like Bobby's in there ordering something and Crystal's at the counter and she's being mean to him because she's, you know, Ace's valet. And then Ace shows up and they fight. Um, he makes Bobby wheeze the juice. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't get that uh, joke, go watch Encino Man. Uh, but he was, uh, I loved it. He's like, Ace, it's cold. It's cold, Ace. It's so cold. <laughs> um, and then they, uh, you know, they, 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 they're fighting outside and they go through the car wash, which I thought was hilarious and the most fascinating thing ever. And, and then they're fighting and then Jack comes from out of nowhere and clotheslines both of them. <laughs> And like he's like, you two are gonna fight on Sunday in the dome, and the winner gets a shot at this, and lifts up his jacket to show the uh, he's wearing the belt, the belt. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I thought it was great, and I loved how everybody worked together. You know, like mm-hmm. all of them worked together, right. and then they were like, hey, you know, let's let's try another, let's do another take because we've got an hour. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed and that. That was just was so much fun. fun. Right? Everybody at the yeah. DWL was having fun. And and you know, having come from the meeting where he was trying Jack was trying to get more money from the pawn shop guy. Um I thought I thought it was it was a nice like change of pace to see these people actually care about the mm-hmm. DWL and what they're doing and not just constantly be be, be bitching about it. Right. Yeah. And Again, going back to what we were talking about with AEW, they care. Like seeing how much they care about this, and yeah, you can say all the, you can say whatever you want, but when your actions show what you're truly, and your actions line up with your words, that's when you have something. You know, as far as AEW, that's why they have something special, and that's where Jack is trying to go with this, and show and seeing that with the promo and how they all work together, that was just great to see. Yep. And it more, just shows more how much of that. And like, even if they don't show them making the promos, show us the promos. Like, I think that'd be a great way to yeah. kick off like part of the episode. Maybe not the beginning of every episode, but like, like cut away and do a little. Uh, <laughs> do a oh, little, that would be awesome. You know, that would be a, a nice little change of pace. Whatever the show is. But uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so out of five keyed Broncos. So funny enough, I had this uh, at a four because yeah. I hadn't seen it twice, but just talking about it. So this, you know, I, I do this every now and then uh, where like, I just think of something and mm-hmm. when we're talking about it and I, I give this like a 4.25. Okay. I thought it, this was a really, just a really strong episode. I know we talked about when in the beginning, how there wasn't anyone to really root for in the first, in the, in the, you know, series premiere. Even though, again, series premieres have throughout time are all, almost always the most jumbled right. episode of season one, generally right. of entire you know of entire series. Every the last two weeks has been amazing in the sense of how much we've liked this show. Both of us oh, have yeah. liked this show, and I'm really and again we're only halfway through the season. I think it's eight episodes, right? I think uh, no, it's ten. I think it's eight episodes. I think it's ten. Oh, it's ten. Uh, okay, let me double check. So. But go ahead. we're about almost halfway through the season. So there is still a lot of room for this show to continue on this 
I mean, just, just to continue on this ride of getting better and better. So I 4.25 out of five, really enjoyed it. I'm really liking what I see. My only concern, like I said, is that they, is if they have Ace do something, you know, heinous to, to Bobby Penn, yeah. it's just going to reset him. Where and I really hope they don't do that. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I, I hope that they they can uh, not do not not like I hope they can can not make us hate Ace <laughs> any more than we should. Uh, so I'm sticking Correct. like with my score from last week as a four. Um, I think you know it was a great episode. I loved it. I I did watch it twice, and uh, it it did such a good job like showing us more of the other characters that uh that we got to become more engaged with the with the family or with you know the mm-hmm. DWL family yeah so i i'm re- i'm really i i'm going to have to after we get done i'm going to have to check out the promo or the promo for next week because yeah i'm really liking where this is going so the last two weeks at least it's really put me on board with this show yeah absolutely so um i mean they have seven episodes on here right now so maybe it's seven i don't know i'm thinking this is like a 10 episode season like it it just seems to make sense that it would go for 10 but i'm not i'm not seeing anywhere where it says that but yeah so i don't know uh i like it i think it's good i enjoy it so Mm -hmm. um but yeah. All right. So that's the episode this week. Real quick announcement. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll get into this more next week just because it's so new. Um, we will be going back to fretboard for another live episode. Uh, this time on November 8th. It's a Monday, 7 p.m. Uh, and we will we'll talk about that in greater detail next week because we'll have news about what we're going to be talking about, what we're doing. We're going to do uh, some charity stuff this time around. So uh yeah if you've listened this far thank you and uh any last words joe no just looking for heel looking forward to heels now on sunday yeah so. i you know i mean i wish i actually wish it was earlier in the week so that we weren't releasing the episode the day that the new episode comes out right but yeah anywho all right uh cool well on that note thank you all for listening we will see you next week see you just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.